0: On the morning of January 15th, 2009, 11 years ago last week, US Airways Flight 1549 took off from LaGuardia Airport in New York City that was bound for Charlotte. Shortly after the plane took off, they had a bird strike and took out both engines. The captain, Captain Chesley Sully Sullenberger, was in trouble. He managed, however, as most of us know, to guide that plane into the Hudson River and landed it in the Hudson River and in one of the most densely populated areas of the country. He would have crashed it anywhere else, many, many, many people would have been killed. He was able to land the plane in the Hudson River and miraculously, there was no one killed and there were no serious injuries. Again, most of us know that as the miracle on the Hudson. Three weeks later, after that event, he and the crew were reunited with most of the survivors of that accident. They were gathered in Charlotte, and it was part of a 60 Minutes piece. And there were 155 people total on that plane. But there were much, much more than 155 other people at that reunion to say thank you to uh, Captain Sullenberger, the first officer, and the entire crew. And after that reunion, Sully was talking with the news crew, and he told them, 155 is a number. But when you can put faces to it, and not just 155 faces, but the other faces, the wives, daughters, sons, fathers, mothers, brothers, it gets to be a pretty big number pretty quickly. And when Sully saw all those people and he had that realization inside of him, he began to realize the impact that he had by being able to save the lives of all the people on that plane. It was the other lives that he had affected, that he had touched by saving those 155 people. You know, 47 years ago, literally today, was the Supreme Court decision of Roe v. Wade. And since then, we have had over 60 million abortions in our country over the course of those 47 years. The boys and girls, the would have been men and women, think of the futures they could have had, the lives that they could have led, if only their right to life would have been protected for them in the womb. And as we know, abortion affects so many people directly, but so, so many more indirectly immeasurably more people are affected by abortion than merely the direct protagonists involved. Think of the mothers, many of whom live with pain and regret. Even the ones who might not feel pain and regret, just think of how different their lives would have been, how potentially better their lives could have been if they would have accepted the gift of their child. Think of the fathers, who would have been good husbands and fathers for their children that were never born. Or the siblings, how their lives would have been changed too by having another brother or a sister. Think of the spouses that those aborted children could have had. Think of the good that they could have all achieved if they had been given the right to life. You know, so many things are contingent on that gift of life. Literally everything we have, everything that we are, everything right now is dependent on the fact that you and I are alive to see it and to experience it. If the gift of life is taken, everything else falls apart. Everything else stops. The gifts that that person has are no longer able to be shared with their family, with their friends, with their community, and even with our country and our world. They're no longer able to be shared because that most fundamental gift has been taken for granted. It's been seen as disposable and inconvenient 60 million times over. To borrow from the words of Captain Sully, 60 million is a number, but when you put faces to it, and not just the 60 million faces, but the other faces, the wives, the husbands, the daughters, the sons, the fathers and the mothers, it gets to be an even bigger number pretty quickly. Let's put it in perspective, there are 71 million of us millennials in the United States. Some people would say that's too many, <laughs> because of our millennial personalities. But you think about that. That's almost as many babies that have been aborted from our country as millennials. That is literally an entire generation of people. An entire generation of people that have been wiped out. And millions and millions more who have been affected by it. It's easy to forget that. Life is the most basic elementary and essential thing that every human being shares, that each and every one of us has. And our lives are so intertwined that when we lose someone or even when one gift of life is hurt or when it is taken, it affects all of us. It affects all of us. Later on in that news piece, Captain Sullenberger was sharing some of the fan mail that he received. One guy gave him $5 for a beer Another guy, an 84-year-old man who lived in New York in an apartment overlooking the Hudson River who could have been killed if Captain Sullenberger hadn't managed to get that plane into the Hudson River, wrote him a letter that Captain Sullenberger said was his absolute favorite. This man says, I survived the Holocaust in Europe during World War II. And again, he was 84. And he said, as a Holocaust survivor, I know that to save a life is to save a world, as you never know what that person you've saved or their progeny will go on to contribute to the peace and healing of the world. That was his favorite letter of fan mail. To save a life is to save a world. You know, to take away the gift of life from one person affects countless other people. And that's why this march is so important to us. It's why we march, it's why we go to D.C. for the unborn, yes, directly for them, but also we go for all of those who have been tangentially affected by the evils of abortion. That's why we go through this trip, all of the inconveniences, the bus, the no sleep, to stand up for the voiceless and for all of those in our entire society who have been affected by this terrible scourge on the gift of human life to help others realize that saving a single life means more than just to that one person. It means something to so many others. So during the course of your trip to D.C., I want to invite you to do something. Yes, to find time to pray for the unborn, but also I want you to think of maybe another group, quote-unquote, of people to pray for. It could be for mothers of aborted children or fathers or siblings, some other group of people to keep close to your heart to remind you and all of us that abortion affects them too, even if they weren't the ones who were killed by it. And maybe even offer up your inconveniences of the trip for them and keep them close to your heart. Let us pray that our society will once again cherish and promote the sacred and unalienable right to life. And maybe even by saving a life, even just one, may they know that it means so much, not just to that one person, but to all of us.